Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Shut Up. Keep going. The podcast where we explore our internet curiosities. I'm Kate. I'm Sid. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. We're mixing things up today, baby. I realized that before we get into our topics, I realized that, like, you know how fashion trends like go in and out of style mm-hmm. and that talking does the same thing. So like so annoying in high school. I picked this up from I think it was the baseball players where everything was like baby. So it was like, keep it going, baby. Like everything was just yeah. like you added baby to the end in this like annoying voice. And now I'm realizing I like do that all the time. And I think it's just hilarious. I feel like I've all of my weird what is that called this this the your catchphrases catchphrases are from someone else yeah well i think it's like your personal spin on thing i mean that just gets into like art and like all art is derivative that's so true well because i feel like one of my most famous catchphrases is that i go cute and I realized that I got that from someone else. Like I is remember, that where I picked it up from? Was from you? Cute, cute. Probably I say it a lot. Yeah, same. But I re- I know the girl that I got it from is my old coworker. But I started exaggerating it more and you saying it like a lot. Like yeah. I probably say it every fifteen minutes. <laughs> Start the counter, everybody. <laughs> Even when I'm alone. <laughs> um. No, I. Yeah, I say cute all the time. I didn't realize that you do that too. Maybe it's because it's like so in my head that I just like don't even notice it. Traumatizing. Okay. Okay. I'm so excited. You're going to love this topic. It's like a Kate. It's like specially baked for Kate. Aw. Did you ever play the Blue's Clues? I don't know why this made me think of it. The Blue's Clues PC game. Wait, I think I did. It was like really good. What was it? Blue's Clues. Yeah, what what it happens <laughs> on the game? There were just you just like saw the mystery, and there were like clues and like the salt and pepper shaker and shit. Wait, do you remember that? I just realized that I re remember that Blue's Clues. It's called Blue's Clues because it's like a mystery. Yes. What are the mysteries? What are they solving? I don't really remember. I think it's just like who like took the last cookie from the cookie jar, sort of thing. You oh, know, I where see. it's like they're like benign. It's not like Scooby Doo. I see. Okay. Okay. So today, today. I sorry. I just decided I'm going first. I'm just so excited to tell you my Love topic. It. Love the enthusiasm. Do you know, I'm not going to say this right. I just realized I chose a topic and I cannot for the life of me pronounce the name of it. Me every week. Uh, Curtea de Argus Monastery. Does that ring a bell? It's in Romania. No. no. Oh my gosh. I was kind of afraid that you would know what this is since like, I know you've been to Romania and you like really like Romania and Love you Romania. like, you know, Great country. all that history stuff. So I will say I did see this on TikTok. This was not an original idea, but I saw it on TikTok. I thought the story was very compelling, but like I do, I will, I fact check everything on TikTok before I take it as true. And so I was like, there's, is this true? This is very interesting. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, it is. And so this is my topic for the week. So the Curtea de Argis, de Argus, Argus, A-R-G-E-S. I, I realized so to say? my mom makes up the pronunciation of like every word <laughs> because her parents would, because I mean, while she grew up speaking both Tagalog and English, she like, you know, she, she's it's not, hard, yeah. it's not like her first language necessarily. And um, I realized that's why I don't know how to pronounce like 
50% of the words in the English language is because my mom would just make up word like the pronunciation of things and I just go with it. <laughs> and so as an adult, I have been faced multiple times. It's happened on this podcast. I can't remember what I said, but you like were cackling. It was maybe a month ago. Wait, what was that word? And it was <laughs> I like put like a weird intonation on it. <laughs> just like a normal word. But like how did your parents say Abercrombie? I feel like this is like so this word mystifies parents. Abercrombie. Really? So my mom always called it Amber Crombie. And so did Alex's dad. Oh, interesting. Which I thought was really interesting because it's like, that's not even how it's spelled. So like, how are you, why are you saying it this way? Isn't there, I just, never mind. <laughs> Can I do a quick ADHD corner? Yeah. And it's Isn't not really what this whole thing is. I mean, true. <laughs> Should we relabel this podcast <laughs> tags? Um, I think I've talked about my ADHD test. I, I got tested because I was. Anyways, I got tested. Do you have to get tested to get um, prescription? Because I feel like I've had instances of like my um, doctors just prescribing me stuff. I think. I don't know. I don't know how like it my works. primary care. My psychiatrist said that i had to get tested in order for him to continuing to to continue my prescription mm -hmm. but that might just be because it was through a university oh interesting and like the adderall's abused doesn't so i want to like be responsible for that that makes sense okay but i also just wanted to know because i totally wanted to know. Do you get a score at the end or is it just a yes or yeah no? they're like you have 100 percent adhd <laughs> actually you do get a score i don't really like I had to send it to my psycho and then he understood what the score meant, but it's okay. like an IQ test and it's a, do you have a high IQ? Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Sorry. But the thing about the ADHD test that made me laugh so hard, because while I was taking it, I realized like the whole time, and this probably shows that I have ADHD. I was thinking about what the, it meant, like why they were asking Is me these certain normal? questions. I don't know. Like the entire time I was like, oh, they're having me test this thing because that's going to show this thing about me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that not normal? I do that all the time. No, but you probably have ADHD. So I do have ADHD. You definitely so. do. I just never, I've never been formally tested, but four out of four therapists agree <laughs> that uh, I have ADHD. Well, so one of them was like facts. Uh -huh. Like they just asked you facts. Like who was like, who was Cleopatra? And I don't to, know how to answer that. You question. had to answer that, and and then another one was like vocabulary. Like if they would ask you like kind of common words, like the definition of common words, but like I was so bad at it. I was like, ah, uh, like, like I, what's considered a common word? Like, like um, microphone. No, no, no. Like more like how would you a word that you use a lot but it's not like it's not like a noun like generic yeah like how would you describe like define generic and it'd be like i know what it means and but i know how can't. to use it but i don't know how to define it specifically and that that, that adhd i don't know that's my read i didn't ask specifically and if there's i'm i'm totally weighing in here i'm not an expert but my thinking is that and and I think it also has to do with pronunciation and for me spelling as well that like my brain is working too fast. So I'm just not, I'm just like, oh, I get it. It's always like, like I get it. Reading, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I get the gist of it's it. It's so funny because I, I thought that's just how everybody's brain was. <laughs> no. like, People know how to define words specifically. Like, well, the like, I get the gist of it or like, I feel like it's this idea. I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain this, <laughs> but so like, 
I visually see it as being like two words next to each other. And then like, I don't even bother looking at the middle word because it's like the two words. I'm like, oh, I know like enough. And that's like, I think that there's a a psychological term for that. And that feels more common, but like apply that to like literally everything. And that's how my brain works. It's like, oh, I get that. Because it's just like going so. Yeah. And it's like so hard, for example, like before you cook a recipe, you should, a good cook would read through the entire recipe. And like I, for the life of me, can't get myself to do that because like I'll start reading. I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I get it. Like I, I understand. And it's I just I can't get myself to read the whole thing. Yeah. Well, that's actually been a huge revelation in my culinary journey was I hated cooking. I thought I was a horrible cook because I would never prep anything before. So then it would just be like this really chaotic marathon where I'd be exhausted by the end because I would like have to be chopping stuff while things are boiling. And I'd be like, this is horrible. And then I realized you have to prep everything before you start cooking. I got that cookbook you recommended on here. Oh, really? Yeah, I made something from it this week. Was Was it good? good. What'd you make? Uh, it was like a green beans and like green onion situation. Mm. The thing though that I'm confused about is that it doesn't, it feels like the things are all sides. Like I haven't found anything in it that feels like it's a full meal. Wait, I actually have that same complaint, but then I just eat enough that it's a full meal. Well, I just started putting it with, um, I mean, I should have made chicken this week, but I didn't cause I didn't want to go to the store, but I just like have it with rice now. Yeah. But it would but I'm like, oh, I wish this was like more complete. But it's I, good. I made a the cauliflower potato salad. Oh, recipe. interesting. Ten out of ten. Huh. I'll yeah. have to check that out. Cauliflower though gives me really bad gas. Does it? Yeah. It's like my main of, food. That was one I used to be. It sucks. It used to be, but that's like part of it has high FODMAPs, which is part of the food, which is like I'm not gonna get into what a FODMAP is. Look it up if you're interested. Um, but it's, um, something that indicates something that my stomach cannot currently really handle. Mm -hmm. I've slowly been able to reintegrate certain stuff like garlic and onion. I couldn't eat for the longest time because they both have high FODMAP. What was the flavoring of your food? Minimal. It felt like I was eating white people food for like the first time in my life. garlic or onion if you could have one for the rest of your life Ooh, that's so hard oh i know that's the hardest question that's such a good would you rather oh my goodness okay so garlic or i know when you say onion does that also encompass um green onion Mm -hmm. (gasps) wait and shallots Mm -hmm. so that's all onion just all onion or garlic i think i'd rather go onion I think there's more you could do with it. I'm I'm garlic. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love, love garlic. garlic. I love garlic. Like, have you ever been to La Bertola in, um, they changed their name. It's the best restaurant. It's so good. Wait, I want to go there like ASAP. So, okay, so I took Alex. La Bertola is this Italian place. It's literally a hole in the wall next to 7-Eleven in your Belinda. If you're <laughs> ever in your Belinda, go. It's so good. It's the finest restaurant the town has to offer. <laughs> truly. The, but also, sorry, now I have to like, paint the scene and this is coming from i'm a huge la bertola fan it's not called that anymore so i guess if you try to look it up good luck it's not oh, called no. that it's on lakeview right mm-hmm. yeah they changed the name i don't know i think it's because the guy who owned it sold it to his brother or something or okay it got passed around but it's still in the family is my understanding so the theming of the restaurant is when you walk in 
there's this pole. It, I think it's like it needs to be there structurally. And so they painted it to look like a palm tree. Oh, yeah. And then the fronds are like on the ceiling. Oh, my and God. Then, like, it's bringing all me of back. The, the, all the walls are painted like you're in an Italian courtyard. And so there's just like women like hanging out of their windows like doing laundry and stuff and i've always just thought it's like really funny because the food's super good and then it's like super kitschy but i don't think on purpose i think though that in their defense when they painted that like that was like a thing like people thought that was like classy when i just feel like i have like in my parents house they have like i don't know if you remember in their kitchen they have like painted leaves like around like corners like, people were into the mural fresco style things. Yeah, but I don't think La Bertola has been around for that long. It's been around since, since I was a baby, if not before. Really? I went there as like a very, like a... I remember, I thought I remember it opening when I was in like first grade. No, I think it's been around for a long time. Oh, shit. Okay, well then I guess it's the like, that feels like doubt. a late 80s thing to yeah. me. I don't know if that's yeah. true. No, it definitely feels like early like 90s late maybe late 80s is when it started but well 90s is when it prevailed. i also <laughs> this is such a tangent did you ever see the movie scooby-doo like the live action version hell yeah with sugar ray the band were they in it yeah at the pool party scene oh yes yes, when yes. fred has boobs well because he's no longer Fred. So we rewatched that during quarantine, which was a 10 out of 10 decision. Like it was, but what was crazy about that movie was like everyone that I was watching it with, like re- remembered every part of it so viscerally, like every aesthetic. It was just so crazy. That's the one where they're on the island, right? Yeah. Okay. And then we realized that there's this aesthetic that has that is not in anymore but that was such a part of my childhood that i have not thought about which is like rainforest cafe vibes of like knowingly simulated environments do you know what i mean and i feel like la bertola is a little bit like that no i think that i mean that's like vegas right yeah yeah no i totally know what you mean because that's also like the rock pool yes the rock exactly the rock pool Mm -hmm. is that like that was just the coolest thing, but it's like you know that it's not real, but that you like love that about it. Yeah, it's like, very bizarre. Did you ever go to Grand Wailea? Yeah, Hawaii? yeah. Okay, so Grand Wailea is this hotel in Hawaii, and it's um, they're known for it's like a family hotel because they have this like crazy array of water slides. I yeah, guess water so slides. Cool. It like each slide. I remember when we went, it was like slide four was like a cave rock situation, and like slide two was like a different kind of environment. So it, that's so fascinating. I haven't thought about that. I know. I've never put like the my finger on it. My parents still have a rock pool. Oh, they do. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Watching that movie was it made it so apparent. It was like it was just a crazy. I really recommend a rewatch um because it'll you'll be like holy shit i remember this movie frame by frame i compare a lot of things to the like the bad guys like the like lanky yeah they kind of remind me of like donnie darko-esque yeah they do and before we get sorry we're still tangenting here i have a good topic though guys um have you ever seen enemy no it's Dene. i don't know how to say it yeah i can't say i end up saying like villa whatever villa nua which makes me sound just like so grossly like uncultured so i just say Dene. you should watch it i want to hear your thoughts on it it 
Oh, he talks about that on the Roger Deakins podcast, doesn't he? Uh, not James Franco. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Jake Jake John Hall. Yeah, yeah. Because he, I think Ro- Roger Deakins shot that movie. Yes. Okay. Which makes sense. It's gorgeous. Of course, gorgeous. Um, but it's interesting. I haven't stopped thinking about it. Okay, I want to watch it. It's really. I can't wait to talk to you about it. it I cannot stop thinking about it. It's funny though because I felt kind of embarrassed. So, I well, I don't know if embarrassed is the right word, but I think there is a certain amount of like. Like, you get kind of shy when it's, like, Alex knows that I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. And I watched it. He was... Where was he? He wasn't home or whatever, but he came home at the end of the movie. And it was a shot. It was, like, a far away shot. And, like, Jake wasn't even in... Jake wasn't even in focus. He was just, like, sort of in the corner. And Alex was like, what Jake Gyllenhaal movie is this? And I was like... <laughs> I'm so embarrassed that every time you're not home, I just watch a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Like, it's not on purpose. I just don't think he like he would like a lot of his movies. He's like, "What are you doing with Jake while right? I'm gone?" <laughs> no, I'm not young enough. True. So your topic. <laughs> okay, so Curtea de Argus, Curtea de Argus. You'll get it right one time and then we'll just I don't paste know what's on right though. Right okay, anyways, it's a monastery in Romania and it's one of the most famous ro- monasteries in Romania, which is why I was curious if maybe you had gone there or something because it seems like it's kind of like a tourist attraction. Um, I don't think so. It was built 500 years ago by the medieval prince Nigo Basarab. Basarab? Uh, it was consecrated in 1518, which I thought consecrating your marriage meant you have sex consummating oh so consecrated is different mm-hmm. okay was well, consecrated in 1518 isn't that funny i mean they didn't have did they have paper then <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like imagining like i'm like writing 2021 and like people were writing like 1518 that's like weird yeah it's kind of cute um but so a series of fires earthquakes and attacks seriously damaged the church it was partly restored by matei basarab and serban Cantacuzino. Um, I guess none of this is relevant, but what we're talking about is the legend around this monastery. It's called the legend of the biggest sacrifice. Couldn't tell if it's like real, real, or if it's like an urban legend or what the situation is. Okay. Um, does Dracula play into this at all? No. Okay. Why is Dracula Romanian? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, well, is Vlad the Impaler? I think. Don't quote me on this. Is Vlad the Impaler a real person? Yeah. And then that was like started the legend of Dracula. No, he was just like a brutal leader. Would he kill people with his teeth? But Bram Stoker took like the legend of Vlad the Impaler and made the character of Dracula. How interesting. And like placed him in Romania at this castle that I went to. Um, That apparently isn't, he didn't, Vlad the Impaler didn't actually live there. But that's how they based it. We're going to talk about the legend of the biggest sacrifice. It's a huge bummer, everyone. Great. So, uh, Mester, Mesterol Manoli. <laughs> Mesterol Manoli. <laughs> uh, so, Mesterol Manoli, which translates roughly to the master builder, builder Manoli. Maybe it's Manol. 
who can say who's to say um it was the chief architect of the monastery and in the legend master manol was hired by prince radu the black who wanted to build the most beautiful monastery in the country so he brought the manol or he brought on manol and nine of his men cute we've got a construction crew we've got high the ambitions boys are here also again wild that people were building things back then that just seems like it would take a really long time yeah like how did they have blueprints back then i'm sure they had some sort of way of like communicating their like <laughs> they were just brain. like <laughs> <laughs> during the construction the walls of the monastery just kept crumbling and so the prince threatened to kill monol and his workers because i'm assuming it was like just taking too long he's like are you not taking this seriously why can't you build me yeah. the most beautiful monastery which i'm also kind of like and maybe this comes from a fundamental misunderstanding of like what a monastery is is it the same thing as a cathedral i thought a monastery was just where like celibate priests live yeah i thought so too so like why is this prince so concerned about having a bunch of men not have sex in this really nice building okay no one said they're not having sex is- sorry i wonder if they ever ejaculate or like are they just holding it in the entire time i don't think you're supposed to (laughs) well i don't think they're allowed i don't think they're allowed to like self-pleasure no they're not i don't i think they're supposed i have okay i'm not gonna name names let's just say i went on a religious trip when i was in high school and this kid that was my really good friend so he was like Oh, they like they were having like a con- like a men's conference with these people in this village we were in, mm-hmm. and he was like, he they want me to talk to the teenage boys about masturbation, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, like what are you supposed to say? And he's like, oh, that it's bad that we shouldn't be masturbating, that it's sinful, and I was like, is that true? And then that's when I learned that apparently you're not supposed to. No. But isn't it like a biological thing that needs to I happen? I feel like just like let them have something. <laughs> I know, you God. Know? <laughs> like God invented it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. That from I don't know from a female standpoint, I feel like it's if you're not planning on like it doesn't it's, have to happen, right? It's not yeah. like there's like some buildup and you're going to explode. But I feel like where does the, where does the cum go if no, it I, yeah. is not coming? we're we're really opening ourselves a can of worms here because we got a lot of feedback about our castrati good i want to hear it (laughs) i like really want to understand like you have to like imagine if you just never ejaculated your entire life what would happen would you explode Wait, what would happen do we know would you explode well didn't somebody comment something about leakage yeah that there's um discharge So would you just like have like a constant state of discharge? (laughs) They would understand the female struggle. Okay. (laughs) Like I just, like, so our monastery is like really sticky because they're all just discharging. The robes are like a mess. (laughs) Oh man. Oh man. I feel like maybe it's for the best though. Cause if you don't masturbate, then you don't really know what you're missing out on. Yeah. Even though it's not a one-to-one, but I feel like you really just have like no idea. I feel like it's like, wow, what if we were all that horny as adults? <laughs> like, cause like when you're, a ki- I feel like you, your hormones are 
you're like what is going on yeah like wow like it's so weird to look back on that and just be like yeah oh boy i was like when i was a little like when i was really little i feel like i was like so sexual and i didn't know why same though just because it's forbidden or not forbidden but it's so unknown we don't we don't live with that many unknowns as an adult it's all Mm -hmm. just kind of disappointments and being like oh well now that's debunked for me yeah the curtain has been pulled back yeah speaking of the curtain the walls are crumbling and the prince is pissed he's mad what an asshole he's like i'm gonna kill all of you because this isn't (laughs) working (laughs) that just feels like yeah how is that allowed I feel like every single old thing, like like 10 people died at least at minimum. What do you think the death rate was per day? Like three. <laughs> per town. Isn't on the Great Wall that there's like a bunch of the workers are like buried in it? Yeah. I'm sure. Um, so during the construction, the wall. Oh, I've read this. I've read this point like six times during the construction. The walls of the monastery just kept crumbling, and so the prince threatened to kill Manol and his workers. Cool. And so obviously this was super stressful. So Manol was like having a hard time sleeping. It's like consuming his entire life, and he ended up having a dream where he was told that for the monastery to be built, he had to incorporate into its wall some person loved by him or his masons, like a lot. And so it's like, why? Who's telling you this? Oh, someone told him or it was like a spiritual revelation? Well, it just said he had a dream. It did not describe what the dream was. And okay. But I just feel like I would need someone to explicitly say this to me to, I'm not just going to infer like, oh like, yeah, I'm I should pretty sure someone somebody. Said that? Oh my God. You know, like I feel like I would yeah. kind of make sure it's like pretty explicit. Like, um, can I just hear that one more time? Right. I'd love a double confirmation. Like, let's do like three dreams in a row. Is yeah. Like a go. Yeah. Like I'm not messing around with it. Because if we're following up on one dream we've had, let's just say the world would be burning down. Right? Like eat a bad piece of steak. Like. Yeah. That's a dream. E. I had such a weird dream last night, dude. What was it? I'm going to try to explain it. Okay. <laughs> it. Well, and it's interesting because it does connect to things. So, like, I was thinking about golf and, like, we have a tournament on Saturday. So, I was thinking about, like, the golf club and the tournament. And, like, it was at this high school and, like, the members of the golf club were there. But we were all kind of in high – it was, like, this, like, ambiguous young adult age. But then there were zombies. And then I had my backpack somewhere and I couldn't find it. And Catherine Hahn was one of the teachers and she was trying to help me find it. But she was, like, I moved all of them over there. But then, like, people were being turned into zombies and, like, you didn't want to because you could die. And, like, you'd be a zombie forever. Like, there was no going back. And I remember that at one point, like, the way that – like it was supposed to be like an experience and then basically get turned into like, oh shoot, like this isn't yeah. fake. And then I was in line with all these zombies and I just had to like act like a zombie. So I was just like in my yeah, dream. That seems really deep and like a comment on social life. But it was interesting because in my dream, it was like my eyes were closed. So I wasn't seeing anything and I was just thinking about oh, my weird. like this. Um, and then long st- my cats were chester was there only chester and then we ended up getting out and we we're all hanging out at like the golf lounge and then i was like bye that was the end of it it was weird dreams it's always weird when dreams too they end when you wake up like your waking up doesn't disrupt it it was like bye like i said bye to everybody and then i woke up yeah that happens to me kind of a lot yeah. where it's like that's all folks that's all folks what is that bugs bunny mm-hmm. it's a bad bugs bunny so Manol had a dream 
And he had to basically sacrifice someone he loved or his Masons loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he told the Masons and they all agreed. They were like, that sounds great. Let's sacrifice somebody. I mean, that sucks, but then we won't get killed. So let's sacrifice somebody we love instead. Which sure. is like, yeah. how much are you getting paid, man? Um, and so they agreed that the first wife who would come there with lunch for her husband the next day should be the one built into the walls of the monastery so that their art would last. And to that, I say, shouldn't you do that to the wife that comes last? Yeah, like, don't get the best Why one. Why punish the best one? Maybe because, like, the love is so true. Well, they're like, that's probably the best sacrifice, so. Yeah, like, you sacrifice. What was I just, oh, my gosh, I was watching something, and they were saying that it's, like, to sacrifice. Whoa, I'm, like, what was this? Was this for my dream, or was this real? But it was, like, to sacrifice your child. Oh, it's succession. It was to sacrifice your child. No like to the sun it was something about like the incas like when they needed something from the gods they like sacrifice their child and basically how like the love of sacrificing your child is so great that it awakens the sun the sun the, the sun oh okay ah, not like the sun your son's dead it's yeah i was sacrifice. like isn't the sun dead um okay so they agree that the wife who comes first is she's out she's out uh, so the next day, Manol looked over the hills and he saw his wife, Anna, who was pregnant and coming. And she's kind of freaking out. So he's like praying to God that like a storm comes or something or like things come to deter her. And she's not the first one to get there. But despite all odds, she gets there no. first. And so when she got there, Manol and the builders told her they wanted to play a little game, um, which involved building walls around her body. And she was into it. And then she realized it wasn't a game. How do you not realize that's not a game? <laughs> You're like, right? what kind of weird, ga- like, lame game is this? Well, and it's not even like it's like Minecraft and you're just like stacking things. Like, they're like, you know, they're building a wall. Yeah. At w- what point, like, don't games need some level of entertainment where you're like, do, 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 do. Like, were they, they like were doing that? while they like, were doing it, like yeah <laughs> building the wall um and so they started building the walls around her body and then when she realized it wasn't a game she was like hey please stop like i think you're gonna kill me please stop and they were just like sorry bitch like we don't want the prince to kill us so we're just gonna like do whatever so they just they built her into the wall fuck so they Isn't like, that like the edgar Allan poe telltale heart that is Telltale Heart. Telltale Heart. Oh my god. That's the, that's the plot of it. No. He's from Bos- Baltimore. Oh. <laughs> but he's Wait, probably into that. Telltale Heart. I remember this, but I don't. It's the the guy I remember it being really dark and visceral. The details are fuzzy. All I remember is that there's a heart in the walls and the guy's freaking out and then they realize that he like buried someone in the walls. Yeah, so it yeah. is Telltale Heart, yeah. except for she dies, and I guess so does her unborn baby. And they're on the wall. There's like a little insignia. I don't read Romanian, so I don't know what it says, but it's like this red insignia, and they say that's where she was. Did she do it? No, 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 no. They say that that's like from the outside. They like put that there to like commemorate that she was sacrificed into the wall. So th- she just starved to death. Or suffocated. You would run out of air. I don't know which one would come first. I feel like starving kind of takes a second. 
so was it built after this did it work yeah it worked it worked they but it probably just worked because they just built like finished building it and then they're like okay so my comment here says manol kept his promise and built her into the wall oh my gosh <laughs> Um, and so once the so now I guess the walls stopped crumbling, the sacrifice worked. Um, can you imagine? Oh my gosh, they're still building and she's like pleading for her life. I mean, until she gets tired. How do you is everyone in history like a sociopath? Like, I don't understand. How do you just were like, okay, like we're just gonna go along with this? The prince is gonna kill you. I don't know. The only so the way that I was reasoning it, because first I was like, okay, well, technically, so if I'm Manol and it's like, oh, the prince could kill me, so I'm gonna kill my wife and unborn child. Like, wouldn't you just sacrifice yourself? But I'm wondering if since there were nine other people involved, if it was they kind of reasoned that it was like, okay, like, well, we're sacrificing like one person for the greater good of all nine of us. See, I understand that intellectually, but then in the moment, if I heard this like woman screaming, I'd be like, fucked guys, like what are we doing here? Yeah, I think also I, just, like, I don't trust Manol. No, Manol is not the prince. No, Manol's the architect. The and but he who, the prince had the idea that we have to do this. No, no, no. Manol was the one who had the dream and was like, we have to do this. But the prince was like, the walls keep crumbling. If you don't figure this out, I'm gonna kill all of you he only had one dream like i feel like there just kind of would be he wouldn't like check like i would want to believe that if i and it was his wife it was his wife but it was whoever's wife came first and it happened to be his i just feel like regardless like if i had a dream and i was like sydney listen we're gonna get podcast fame but like we're gonna have to kill one of our like significant others i feel like i would be like you know what let me just reevaluate like think if that's really the course of action here the fact that they just gave into it so easily like he's there's something else he hated his wife he prayed to god for the storm to stop i think he hated his wife he's like i know she's coming this is actually a true crime Uh, i'm like she's having well because okay yes because it's always husbands killing their pregnant wives because they don't want to deal with the repercussions of having sex of having a child it's like a classic is that murder a classic? case. There's this really, really fucked up documentary on Netflix called American Murder. Have you heard of it? No. It's about this fucking piece of shit guy, Chris Watts, who like killed his wife and his two daughters, and she was pregnant with another person. With Wait, another... isn't that Scott Peterson? Scott Peterson also did that. That's what I'm saying. It's a thing. Isn't and... that weird, too? I feel like, I don't know if you remember, but I remember Scott the Scott Peterson case being so, so in big. the news yeah that we were young yeah and i feel like i am so acutely aware of the fact that that happened and like some of the details yeah and it's like i don't want this information no that was so big growing up but it's like get divorced yeah like that's wait so know. like what was the like did he think he got away with it or like yeah the whole thing well the whole thing is really disturbing because for the documentary they got like the police officer's body cam who like responded to basically the his wife shanae her name's shanae which is that her name anyways his wife went missing and her friends were like hey we like haven't heard from her and he's like yeah i haven't either so weird so the cops show up at his house because the friend is there and is like something's up and so he leads the police around his house and he's like i don't know where she could be and you like see him do it and the start of the i mean i just spoiled it he killed it but it's kind of a famous case 
he's you you don't know that he did it like yeah. i didn't know and he comes out with her cell phone and is like oh my god her phone is here that's so weird she doesn't go anywhere without her phone and then they like go to a neighbor's house to be like do you have any security cam footage of like and they have footage of the dad pulling his car up really close to the garage and like putting stuff in it and then leaving and while they're watching the footage the guy's like can you tell that he's like kind of like yeah well then he leaves he's like oh i'm gonna go check something out my house and the cop stays there with the neighbor and the neighbor's like yeah he's not acting right like that's weird it's so stressful oh my god and it turns out he just had an affair with this woman and like was like oh well i guess i gotta get rid of my family but also like what train of thinking are you on that you're like okay i'm having this affair on with this woman i want to be with her so what i'll do to show her that i want to be with her is murder children and my wife because then she'll want to be my wife even though i just murdered my last one it's i think it's like like you're a psychopath well i was gonna say obviously you're not like correct in the head but it's just it's a little i'm a little bit at a loss for how you could but is that not could that be the case for this I mean, it doesn't get into his He's personal life. He's just changing he could, the record he here. Just have, He's like, like this he dream have... told me. That's my hot take. I think that's an interesting hot take. I hope he doesn't haunt me. He's like, how dare you say that? Well, to continue things. Okay, sorry. They build her into the wall. The monastery is complete. And this is where I found different accounts of this legend. Um, one account says that the prince then asked if they could ever make another building as nice as this one. And when they were like, oh, yeah, we totally can. Like, we could do anything. He was afraid that they'd make a nicer building. So he had them all stranded on the roof to die. And did they? Um, so because they're, you know, they're crafty. So they made wooden wings to try and fly off the roof. But it didn't work. So they just died one by one while trying to fly their wings off of it. Um, there's an alternate ending, which is wait. How many workers? There were nine plus Manol. Did Manol die that way? Yes. Ugh. So there's an alternate version where Manol was so upset that he did that to his wife and unborn child that he threw himself off of the roof in grief. Um, and so there's a clear water well named after Manol, uh, in front of the monastery or wherever on the property and it's believed to mark the spot where he fell off the roof is it a good looking monastery i mean it looks nice it looks like you know like an- <laughs> can you imagine sacrificing your child and then killing yourself and you're like, and this kinda like ugly. Oh, it, like looks fine they like tear it down they're like eh. it i mean like it looks like a very pretty european like old cathedral Wait, you know what's it called i'm looking it up it's called the curtea C-U-R-T-E-A de Arges A-R-G-E-S That's insane. I mean, it looks like okay. Like, it looks fine. It's not even that big. And this... I don't think God wanted that. <laughs> like, isn't this for God? Yeah. He's oh, like, yeah. please stop killing people for me. Guys... I mean, I guess God kind of does like people, or so people say. It's like Old Testament God. That's so We're fucked up. Living in AD though. So yeah, that's uh, that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the wooden wings thing is so. <laughs> well, but I but don't what's the prince's plan there? He was just gonna have them die on the roof, and then they're just gonna have to like. I guess was they gonna so send somebody messy. to like, retrieve them up there? 
Otherwise, this? his building would just smell really bad. Who's you know? this prince? It's was he just like he was also a prince psycho? Radu the Black. Jesus Christ. Okay. So that's the end. Well, I have a more lighthearted topic. Not. Remember when people used to say that? Oh, not. Not. Yes. Why did that stop? I hope that comes back. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, let's start using it more. I hate that idea. Not. Okay, well, my next one was I was on NPR. And you were on NPR. I was, I guess, hosted on NPR. No, dream though. That'd be cool to be on NPR. No, I was on the website, NPR. And I found um, this story and I was like, that's crazy. So I'm just going to tell it to you. Okay. <laughs> um, which is basically a commercial lobster diver says he escaped relatively unscathed after nearly being swallowed by a humpback whale. Oh, did this happen recently? Yeah, did you hear this? Oh, I thought he had been swallowed and then spit out. No, but then I got on a tangent about it. Oh, go crazy. So his name is Michael Packard. He was 56. Do you think he's related to Todd Packard? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they were like, Todd's a fucking asshole. We gotta, we the gotta whale go. is like, we gotta get this out of here. So um, he was diving off the coast of Providence, Provincetown, Massachusetts, a gorgeous place. Cape Cod, Quasa Quasa. <laughs> Did you like Vampire Weekend? Kate, we like bonded very heavily okay. over Vampire I thought so. Weekend. <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw Ezra walking down Vermont like the month before the pandemic started. Wait, really? And I was like, hello, love you. Did you say hi? No, but I have met him before because I like creepily stayed after a Vampire Weekend concert for like two hours to, to get a picture with him. Cute. So you probably remembered me. No, just oh, kidding. Yeah. Um, I did make my mom take me to Cape Cod when I was at the height of my Vampire Weekend phase, and like she complied. Yeah, she was like, "Okay, well, it's nice," but we went there, and like it has nothing to do with Vampire Weekend. It's just like a vacation a place. place. We also went in like the spring and it was insanely foggy and it was like one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. Huh. Anyways. That's how I imagine it is very foggy for some reason. Well, I think it's used to, it's supposed to be like pleasant and like New Englandy. That's so funny though. I feel like if I was like, hey mom, I want to go here, she'd laugh at me. My parents are so... <sighs> I love my parents because I was such a weird, obsessive little kid and they would always be like, okay, like we can do that. Like I got really obsessed with John Steinbeck when I was in 10th grade that my mom drove me up to Salinas so we could like go to the museum. Oh, that's and sweet. Like, See, my parents would do that, but I feel like the vacation thing, like my my family takes vacation like extremely seriously. Like there's no way that I'm- Well, we, we my sister Atlantis, lived in though. Boston- it's not like we flew across the country to go to. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, it's not that crazy. She lived in Boston and we were visiting colleges and I was like, I also want to go to Cape Cod because of Vampire Weekend. My mom's like, sure. Oh, cute. That's cute. Yeah, yeah, we went to Atlantis one year. I've always wanted of, to go there. Well, I guess it wasn't because of Mary-Kate and Ashley, but I think that's what my parent my parents were like, oh, that looks nice. And we saw uh, Don't Michael, they have that bridge? Yeah, Michael Jordan was staying in the bridge when I was there. We saw him. Oh, it's a room? Him. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a suite, but yeah. Oh my God, my sister still to this day like really wants to go to Atlantis. 
I mean, I don't know what it'd be like now. I'm sure they've kept it up, but it was nice when we went. It's just, wow. I think for me, I get really overwhelmed when they're like massive hotels and it's just like all of these people. Like I find it very overstimulating. Yeah. Um, And so I don't know how much as an adult I would like it because I feel like I'd just be like, there's so many people and there's too much going on. It might be nice though because I in theory like hate that Mm -hmm. but it also might be nice because it's like you just don't have to do anything oh those are my favorite vacations you just like it's like i'm at this place that's literally catered to like pamper me yeah i don't have to think about anything i do remember it being really expensive though like it's like i'm sure it's not all inclusive you know so it's not like you're like there and everything's free. It's and not like, like a cruise. You're like sucking up those virgin pina coladas like it's left and like right. It's like you're there and everything's around you and there's no other options. And so everything's expensive because there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> That's how they get you. That's how they get you, man. But I do remember there was this giant, I love manta rays and there was this giant manta ray and I would, it was like in the other tower and I was, my dad, very supportive knew I loved the manta ray. So we'd always walk over there and look at the manta rays together. And then before we left, he was like, we can go over there and say bye to Mr. Manta Ray. What's like, a manta ray's face? That's how they look. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this man was <laughs> swallowed by a whale kind of. Okay. So Michael Packard again, 46, thir- 56. Sorry. He's actually older than that. Um, he was diving off the coast and this was in June. Mm-hmm. So last month, um, he was diving on the coast. He's a commercial lobster diver. Cool. And then he wrote on Facebook that he, I was in his closed mouth for about 30 to 40 seconds before he rose to the surface and spit me out. I am very bruised up, but I have no broken bones. And so, uh, he was pulled out of the water by his crewman and rushed back to the shore where he was transported to a hospital and he walked away, albeit with a limp, um, from the hospital the same afternoon. But basically what happened was, yeah, like his crew members saw this like whale breach and then this man just like came out of the whale. Isn't that crazy? I wonder 30 to 40 seconds. I'm sure it felt very slow when you're sitting in that's a long time about impending death but like because think about like when you're tossed around you know like that horrible feeling when you get like tossed around by a wave yeah and how that feels like infinity but it's actually like two seconds yeah like 30 to 40 seconds inside a fucking whale that's insane i wonder how much space there is like is he like is it like pretty confined or is there like room for him to kind of swim around like I don't know. Well, so he said he was 45 feet down in the water when he suddenly felt a huge bump and then everything went dark. And he initially thought he was getting eaten by a shark. And then he felt around and realized that there's no teeth and he had no great pain. And then I realized, quote, oh, my God, I'm in a whale's mouth. I'm in a whale's mouth and he's trying to swallow me. <laughs> Maybe. What, is that Jonah who gets swallowed yeah. by the mouth yeah. of the whale? Um. And he was still wearing his scuba gear and breathing apparatus inside the whale's mouth. Um, and uh, it's kind of sad. It says, fearing he wouldn't make it out alive, he thought about his wife and sons. And then after a half minute, the whale rose to the water surface and began shaking its head side to side, and he just got thrown in the air. Um, and some witnesses, including his crew members, said they saw the war- whale burst to the surface and toss Packard back into the sea. Um, which is crazy. 
I'm, it just doesn't seem real. Yeah, it doesn't feel real. Like, I'm confused. I'm glad the whale didn't swallow him. The whale probably would have died. No, the whale definitely probably would have died. Because you can't, like, digest something like that. Yeah. Especially if you had all the scuba gear in. Totally. But, um... I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad he didn't get swallowed. But I would be curious what the experience would be like being swallowed No, I'm swallowed so alive. curious. Isn't there... There... <laughs> This is such so random. I just I think I'm like inhabiting the brain of a 10 year old this week for some reason. But I'm having all these like weird memories of do you remember that show all grown up the Rugrats? Of course. Isn't there a thing where they like go into a giant body? I don't remember that, but I wouldn't be surprised. And they're Rick and Morty does that. And Osmosis Joe is also a thing, right? osmosis jones yeah jones i hated that show oh why i just found it gross oh i thought it was very gross and go figure i was like oh what if i studied this for college and then you did and then i did well anyways there's like those are visualizations of like being inside a giant body which i feel like would be like being in a whale yeah Whales are humongous. I that's the uh, that was my other question. It's like, how big is a humpback whale? I know they're like obviously very large, but um, well, okay. So in this, um, the interaction between humpback whales and humans are rare. Obviously, whales don't want to eat humans. It's not like their mo. <laughs> so what happened was that he was feeding on a school of fish, and he like happened to be there. And like the whale didn't see him. What are the odds? But apparently when the whale opens their mouths and, and accelerate to eat fish, they take in 10 SUVs worth of water and fish. So that's like a fucking parking lot. <laughs> they just consume <laughs> a parking, parking lot. lot. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty rare that this would have happened because whales are super aware of their surroundings. Um, are whales smart? Yes. All whales are smart across the board. I should know this because I read fucking Moby Dick and the half of it is just him freaking out about how great whales are. <laughs> like the entire book is just like, let me tell you about this dorsal fin for 10 pages. And I'm like, I'm in. They're they're very smart, I believe. Okay. I mean, Moby Dick had a vengeance, so. I have no content. I don't know anything about Moby Dick. All I know is it's a whale. It's a fucking best book. Um, It's about this in, like insane captain who has he got his leg bit off by this white whale and so he goes on this exposition to like with the sole intention of killing this white whale <gasps> does he do it no spoilers come on i'm just gonna wikipedia it <laughs> just wikipedia i don't want to say it i want people to read moby dick it's a very good book well that reminds me of <laughs> i think i've told this story on the podcast <laughs> We, I was in Girl Scouts and we like, as like a trip, we went to SeaWorld and you mm -hmm. can like spend the night at one of the exhibits. Oh yeah. And we spent the night at the beluga whale exhibit and they were mating and beluga whales have huge cocks. <laughs> and so they were just like rubbing it all over each other. And like, it's all these like second grade girls just being like, oh, what's happening? Like, what is this? And they're just like, oh. I like that you refer to the beluga's penis as a cog. I don't know what it is. It's like super erotic for some reason. Well, during in that moment, they were trying to be erotic. I'm just letting them know that like 
No, they're huge. I told you the story so about they, when I was at SeaWorld and I saw them ejaculating a sperm or a yeah. killer whale. It was very disturbing. Like literally the biggest dick I've ever so seen. Crazy. Um, I'm pretty sure whales are super smart. Yeah. Um, but according to marine biologists, whales have su- a super small esophagus, so it's doubtful that they could actually swallow someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless. Michael Packard said he's very thankful to be alive. So then I was like, has anyone else been swallowed by whales? Good question. We know Jonah. Um, But the only case that I could find was this guy named James Bartley, um, who during a whaling expedition off the Falkland Islands, which are off South America, mm-hmm. um, like at the tip the, just at the tip um this guy james bartley his boat was attacked by a whale and he landed inside the whale's mouth this is in 1891 and he this is reportedly we don't know if this is true okay but he claims that he survived the ordeal and was carved out of the whale's stomachs by his peers be- but they didn't know that he was inside um, because they caught the whale that attacked their boat and started like dismantling it. <gasps> and um, they, when they found him inside, um, oh, cause they killed the whale and then the hot wa- weather would have rotted the whale's meat. And so they were like, we got to like disassemble it and like take care of this. Lot in Moby Dick about taking apart a whale. It's very disturbing. Um, but when, because Bartley was in the whale for about 36 hours, um, his skin had been bleached by the gastric juices and that he became blind for the rest of his life. How excruciating. Um, but in some accounts, it says that he returned to work within three weeks um, and he died 18 years later and his tombstone in Gloucester. What is that town in England? Gloucester? I don't know how to say it. I see it all the time and I've never learned how to pronounce it. Speaking of that, it says James Bartley, a modern day Jonah. Cute. So that's people being swallowed by whales. I hope that I am not ever found Me either. But I remember when I learned about Jonah as a kid, I was like, that's definitely going to happen to me. And (laughs) I just need to prepare for it. (laughs) I was just like, I'm going to get swallowed by a whale. This is it. Oh, man. Yeah. Like the gastric juice, like that just sounds so saw, doesn't it? Like, Yeah. It's just like you're because that's the thing. I guess that was very interesting to me because I've never thought about that, that that's would be the worst part because your stomach has to break down shit. Yeah. So those those juices are not friendly. Yeah. You're not just I think when I heard about Jonah, like I just thought about, okay, so he's like sitting in this like cave, basically. Yeah. But no, it's like a cave with like Enzyme like enzyme processes yeah. and like yeah. well and I also think about in that in um Jaws do you remember when they catch the shark I've never seen Jaws okay shut down the podcast you've never seen Jaws no why I don't know I don't think my parents have either it's so good you should definitely watch it it's an amazing amazing movie yeah I went on i don't know if i talked about this but i went on like a steven spielberg blockbuster tangent during the pandemic maybe it was just like to a feel good thing but let me tell you it's the height of cinema <laughs> his movies are so good 
There's like, I mean, I don't doubt it They're like it at the all. peak entertainment. Jaws is so good. It's like so well constructed of a movie. Oh, I'm it's very excited. suspenseful and scary. It's very scary. Maybe I'll watch it like after the summer when I'm not yeah, going don't to the go, beach. Don't go to the beach. But because when I went and I watched it as a little kid, I was like, the shark looks so fake. Like, da, 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 da. And then I watched it and as an adult and I was like, that looks really real. Like I became less jaded about it. Huh. Interesting. To, to, well, anyways, there's a scene in Jaws where they catch a shark that's not actually Jaws. Jaws, but they like open it up. They like tear out its stomach and all this like trash drops out like a literal like like license plate. He like ate a license plate. And I was like, whoa, you can just like, an- animals are so big, they could just consume something and it wouldn't even break down. Isn't that crazy? I don't know if that's true. I think it depends on the material. Yeah, I guess like metal is hard. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, that's some modern life Jonah's. Oh, baby. So I hope I'm going to add that to my list of I of like things that I don't want to happen to me. I would hate that be such a bummer well i think you can't actually get i think this james bartley was lying because they said it's this esophagus is too small for a human to go down all whales and probably not i mean he may have been also people were smaller back then (laughs) (laughs) yeah i wonder so i think it's so interesting when you like that somebody could just lie about it and like some people are okay with going that far with a lie yeah do you know what i mean like being interviewed about it and stuff i mean like that don't, i mean but that's like life i feel like that happens a lot right what people lying yeah about fake stories and we want to believe yeah yeah no it's interesting i can't remember what i was watching again i just my brain's not working i guess and i this is not related i'm now realizing this isn't related at all <laughs> But how, like, oh, it was a TikTok compilation. I don't know why it got served to me. Because uh, did you ever watch Euphoria? I didn't watch it. Yeah, I almost just brought it up. Oh, I just, I you did watch it? I just watched the first two episodes. I watched the first episode and I was like, eh. I hated it. I don't really understand why people were so into it. But then I was like, it just felt like it was like Degrassi, but like more aesthetic. And like more like sensationalized or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I wasn't super into it. But anyways... It made me, this compilation was like placed over this like moody music and it was like a bunch of scenes from euphoria of people just like kind of having a bad time and like having mental breakdowns basically. But it seems so like not romantic, but it was like glamorized. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That it's like, oh, they're having this horrible time in their life, but this like music's playing and it's shot really well and like it looks good or whatever. And it just made me realize like how... And I say this as someone who loves movies. Like, I love film. I love movies. Like, I, I love it. I love a storytelling. But I think that there's something to be said about, like, as kids, and maybe this is just me because I love movies so much, but as kids, it's like you watch these scenes and it's, like, so romantic in your head that it's like, oh, when I get my heart broken, like, that's going to be, like, mm. And it's not that you want that to happen to you, but you imagine that while it's happening, it's going to be this thing. And I think that you mentioned earlier, like as an adult, like the curtain has been pulled back and like everything is kind of disappointing. And I think it's because of that, because it's like your idea or my idea of like all of these, not even pivotal, just like mundane things happening to you are going to be so beautiful. 
And it's just like kind of not like if you're having like a like I've had like a panic attack before and like having a panic attack just like fucking like it sucks. It's like like not fun and it's not a good time and you just want it to be over. And it's just like happening and like no one's playing any like M83 in the background for me. Like, I don't know. I think it's interesting that like nobody nobody tells you that or like teaches you that it's like like, you know, people are like, oh, movies aren't real, but nobody like talks about the psychological toll that it can take on you when you like really internalize no 100 that and then like as an adult you're realizing like oh you know life can be really great but like i have to make a conscious effort to do that it doesn't like nobody's producing my life for me to be this like beautiful film yeah i mean i've been examining my relationship to movies a lot these days obviously because i just graduated film school and I was like, that's honestly why, because I wanted to make movies since I was a little kid. And it was because movies made life feel so much bigger than my life actually was. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I don't know if that's good. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, you know? Yeah. But then I think of like, what was that one movie that came out? I did not like it. I thought it was so The Secretary or something. It came out a couple, maybe a year or two ago. It was about like, it alluded to like this like secretary w- lady who's like Harvey Weinstein's oh the assistant assistant that's yeah. what it was and I feel like that was a movie that was like very mundane and very just like I mean obviously it was trying to it had commentary but I think of movies like that I'm like I don't want to watch that that's like I like did not like that movie not just because I thought it was boring but I have other commentary. well that's but that's I guess I'm just forming my thoughts as we're talking out loud. But I guess that's why I love like escapist movies because it's like obviously a fantasy. You know, like I don't like movies that I think shows like, okay, this is my hot take about Euphoria, I think are super damaging because it's like that's not really how life is. But they're selling you this false bill of goods that it's like truthful and authentic when it's like totally not. Unlike like a Tim Burton or like a Steven Spielberg like blockbuster movie that it starts out in real life so you're able to relate to the characters and then it becomes this larger than life fantasy that feels very fun and engaging but at the end of the day you know that that's not real life and you Mm -hmm. you don't like loathe yourself yeah so I think think that's that's why I okay to give myself credit I think that's why I got into movies because I was like I love that and I want to create that for other people but that's why I think I get upset with things that are like, this is so authentic to like this reality when it's like totally not. Yeah. And it's actually like super damaging to children to show that. Totally, totally. Um, I've talked to you about, th- I have this relationship to this HBO show that just came out. And I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but it's going to be obvious. But it's a, sh- it's a euphoria type show about teenagers and it's just not re- there and it's builds that it's real and authentic and this is what it's like but it totally is not it's so clearly like wish fulfillment and i'm just like this is like so bad that this like exists yeah yeah oh yeah i mean and even as an adult i feel like i've been able to catch myself when my, i'm like so affected by movies or film and i'm like wait a minute like where did i get this expectation and then i can like trace it back to like a movie i watched recently or a show and i'm like wait that's like not real life so i completely agree i think like while we can both agree that film is like important and beautiful and great i think that there's an unspoken thing about how potentially damaging it is for people and just like their level of happiness. Yeah. 
good episode good <laughs> good hot <laughs> <work>. take <laughs> okay well uh that's this week's episode so make sure to follow us on instagram shut up keep going all one word we have a image guide that posts every week um that accompanies like the topics that we're talking about and uh what else youtube youtube.com slash shut up keep going new episodes every friday see you bye. next time bye